This week on football, Neymar's gone bold. Trippier confronts his own fans. Darwin Nunes speaks openly in his post-match interview. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what I'm going to do. Megan Rapino sadly injured minutes into a farewell game. I'm not a really person the Lewandowski blanks your mail. And Scott Arfield can play. Welcome to this episode of Goalpost for Jumpers. Thank you so much for coming again. Uh, this week we have a special surprise. We are doing this week's episode in front of a live studio audience. Yes, I know. Goalpost for Jumpers has gone massive. We're huge. Uh, we've got our own audience. Yeah, put down in the back. Um, uh, what's coming up in this week's episode? Right, let's get it going. We have got some Two Lies and the Truth. We have got some TikTok submissions. We'll be going around Europe. And unfortunately, it's international break time again. But that does mean what comes with it is a chomp of the week. So look forward to that. We have got a quiz question to start this episode off as usual. This week's quiz question is Harry Kane. He has scored a stupid amount of goals for Bayern already, but how many goals has Harry Kane scored so far in all competitions? How many goals has Harry Kane scored in all competitions so far for Bayern Munich? We'll be giving you the answer at the end of the show, so make sure you stay tuned. Let's get this week's episode properly underway with a chomp of the week. So everyone who has been a concurrent listener, who's been there since the start, You'll know that we chomp some people occasionally to get some, well, views, let's be honest. Uh, We are trying to get as many people mad as we can and we're seeing, we're ranking them, we're putting them in a league table, we're seeing who is the angriest. So far it's been Arsenal fans, they hit 681 chomps. We had Scottish fans at 580, we had Toberone fans at 270. We had Tottenham fans last week at 235 and Liverpool fans at 183. Who do we go for next? Well, look, City are on top of the table, so why not knock them down a peg and see if we can get them to chomp? So we're going to be going after City fans this week. And I thought, obviously, international break. Let's go for nationality. That's usually an easy one. Um, So... I'm going to base this off a former Man United player. And in fact, I should probably do a costume change here to get maximum chomps. Bear with me. Maximum chomps. Man United top, backwards cap, 30 years old. 
I don't know how anyone's going to chomp any more to that. We're going to go with a former Man United player, Anthony Alanga. I think that's a really easy one to confuse. I think because he speaks such good English, obviously grew up a lot in England. Um, he's Swedish. He's played for Sweden. He scored for Sweden. Uh, let's say that Gareth Southgate is an idiot for not putting him in the squad and say that he should replace Jack Grealish and say that Jack Grealish is mid. And I absolutely love Jack Grealish, so this is going to be hard, but let's do it. So I'm going to say that Jack Grealish should be out, Anthony Alanga should be in, and Southgate's an idiot and City fans are deluded for thinking otherwise. Okay, right, let's go. I hate to break it to you, but England will never win an international tournament as long as Southgate keeps picking players like Jack Grealish. City fans are completely deluded. They think Grealish is a top-level player. He's mid, he's average, no goal contributions. The players that he should be picking, why not give Anthony Alanga a chance? He just scored last week. He's ripping it up. You know, United fans, obviously, we were gutted to see him leave. And I'm not just saying that because I'm a United fan, but since he's been at Forest, he's been ripping it up. Give him a chance. Southgate is... The worst manager ever. City fans are so deluded to think that Jack Grealish should be in there. And Phil Foden, put someone like Anthony Langer in. Someone who's passionate, who's direct, who can score a goal. It's time. Right. There you go. Uh, do you know what? It's, it's horrible because, yeah, I love Jack Grealish. Uh, there's no way Jack Grealish will see this, but then you never know. You know, Garnacho saw our post a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Reese Nelson's brother was on Baker's post on Instagram. You know, you never, you never know. Jack Grealish, I don't mean it. I love you. You've got great calves. Right, okay, guys, let's do a team of the week. Uh, it's the last team of the week, obviously, before the international break. So let's get it going with goalkeeper Neto. At right back, Danny Carvajal. Centre-back, Victor Lindelof. Other centre-back, Liam Lindsay. Left-back, Federico DeMarco. Central midfield, Bernardo Silva. Other central midfielders, Conor Gallagher and Hakan Chalanoglu. Right wing, Cole Palmer. Left wing, Raheem Sterling. And striker, Dom Solanke. I'm just going to do a very quick costume change. How about that? It's like it never happened. I know, guys. Right, give it up for the... Yeah couple of reasons Neto in goal uh, four or five really good saves this week um, I think probably one of the better goalkeepers out of the bottom half Newcastle always posed a threat of course they've got a lot of injuries but I thought Bournemouth did really well to keep a clean sheet and Neto was a big part of it right back Carvajal stunning goal if you haven't seen it do you know what I'll put it in have a look at this for a right back uh, Victor Lindelof the goal that won the game you had to put him in a clean sheet as well you know Man United under a lot of scrutiny. They're getting over the line. And I think it's, you know, the goals aren't coming from the strikers. The goals are coming from the centre-backs, the full-backs. You know, it's ridiculous. But, you know, they're getting us over the line at the moment. Lindelof had to go in there. Another centre-back who scored this week, Liam Lindsay. They're a 90th-minute winner for Preston over Blackburn on the Friday night. Uh, DeMarco, you tell me if you think he meant this, but it's a stunning strike if if he has. And I absolutely love DeMarco. I've been raving about him for ages. Uh, midfielder, another player I rave about. Bernardo Silva, maybe one of my favourite players in the world. Hate that he plays for City, but absolutely love him as a player. Thought he was fantastic against Chelsea in that midfield. Um, really progressed attacks. Really easy player to play the ball in, get turned and play. Something that Man United missed. Something that I think Chelsea really miss as well. 
Uh, Connor Gallagher was in there as well. I think he's come into his own. I think he's come into that Palace player that Chelsea thought they were getting back. You know, obviously they let him go on loan to Palace for a season. He was brilliant. One of the best players in the league that year. You've got to be honest. Connor Gallagher. And then, you know, because of the type of player he is, he gets a lot of stick. But I think he's becoming Chelsea's one of Chelsea's most important players. Um, Chalonoglu was the other midfielder in there he's just scored his fourth penalty in six games set piece specialist but a fantastic player for Inter and Inter obviously flying high at the moment Uh, Cole Palmer or Cool Palmer City's boy Chelsea's man as Peter Jury put it yeah brilliant performance once again thought he was excellent against Tottenham and I thought yeah to to put that penalty away under that pressure was fantastic loved his post-match interview as well uh, left wing in that game again, Raheem Sterling. It was a stunning game of football, but Raheem Sterling, I thought, was the standout player. I thought he was unbelievable. Had Carl Walker, best right back in the world, on toast. And thing about that is Carl Walker knows Raheem Sterling's game inside out, and he still had him every single time. I thought he was Chelsea's best player and the best player on the pitch. And Dom Solanke up top, a player that I would have said a year ago was the worst striker in the Premier League. He's showing what I think. I remember seeing Frank Lampard talk about him like he was going to be the next level. And, you know, six goals already in the Premier League. He grabbed six last season. You know, Bournemouth might have a player to get them out of that kind of trouble that most of those teams are going to be in and won't have that type of player. A player who can grab goals in the Premier League. So, yeah, I thought he had to go in. Two, two good finishes. The second one was really instinctive. Loved that finish. Okay, right, guys, let's do two lies on a truth. Two Lies and a Truth is where I tell you three crazy football stories. Two of them I have made up. One of them is true. You have to guess which one is the true story. Okay, starting with story number one. Former Aston Villa forward John Carew once spent £70,000 on a coffee machine. When quizzed, he justified that it was only a week's wages. Second story. Andros Townsend claims his diet consists mainly of chicken feet. The 32-year-old says he eats them every day and it's his favourite food. Or is it story number three? Crawley forward Danilo Orsi Dodomo smells like onions. According to his teammates at Harrogate, you'd know Danny had arrived at training because you'd smell onions from down the corridor. That's three stories. One of them's true. You have to guess which one. And I'll tell you at the end of the show. So stay tuned for that. We've got some TikTok submissions to do. Let's go. Okay, guys, I'm sick of explaining these, but anyone who's new, it's it's people send me TikToks and I react to them. And just quickly note, TikTok submissions is football TikTok submissions. I should note that it's usually 20% football, 80% animals, but it's supposed to be at least the other way around. Okay, first one. It's slowing decisions down and you're looking at things in slow motion. Sometimes like a, a peck in the cheek can look like a, a porno, like for, sorry for what a... But uh, like, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, when you slow things right down, it kind of distorts the actual... The... the perfect analogy. That's the perfect analogy. I don't know how a peck on the cheek can look like a porno. But it can look worse than it is. And I think that's his point. And I love that analogy there. Brilliant. Why are the Scottish people so good with words? They're poets.
That's not real. No dog can play... Is it real? <laughs> it might be real. It might be real, that. Uh, he's got soul, this dog. This is my skin in a jar. No! First sister paints. Madrid fans, obviously there's high expectations from that club and the fans. Jude Bellingham is the latest Brit to make the move there. What advice would you give him? Because, you know, it feels like he's got the world at his feet at the moment. Biggest advice, play the game at Madrid. Because if you don't play the game and do what the media wants, speak to them. By play the game at Madrid, does Gareth Bale mean play football, not golf? Basically be a puppet. It's, you do get a lot of stick. So you'll see a lot of the Galacticos... They act like Galactus, they do what the press want, they play the game of being at Real Madrid. That's probably why I, I was a bit of a downfall for me. But um, Did you feel like you didn't do that? I didn't want to do it. I just wanted to play football and go home. So, um, yeah, so it probably hindered me and that kind of made them attack me a bit more. But um, my advice was, would be, honestly, just to kind of play the game of, of Real Madrid off the field. So the, what's that game, like caught in the press and all that kind you of just, stuff? kind of have to do what they do. You speak after games, make sure you try and speak in Spanish or do those kinds of things. And so I don't... I don't want to back Real Madrid fans because I think Gareth Bale is an unbelievable player and, you know, really not valued at Real Madrid as a player. But the basics of speaking the language in the country you're in, I don't think that should be a tactic. It should just be... That's what you do. You move to a country, you learn the language, you try and assimilate to as best as you can and you try and... You know, if the Madrid fans want you to speak in the media, they want to hear from you. Why is that? Why is that so difficult? I get that he wants to play football and go home, do your job and go home. But football is a game where it's not just a job. Unfortunately, if you want to be a footballer and you want to be liked, then you need to speak to the fans. You need to get on their level and understand what goes into football from a fan's point of view, not just a player's point of view. And obviously, Gareth Bale works extremely hard and a magnificent player. But if you move to a club and instantly you're at kind of loggerheads with the fans, how it's not going to be productive for your time there, you know? Uh, but Gareth Bale, um, unbelievable player. thing is about football fans collectively they will always find a way of taking the piss out of you this is the thing when you post to football tiktok and things like that you are at the mercy of the collective of football fans which is why when you try and chomp someone which we do it's so easy for them to pick you apart which is why things like a backwards cap and a man united shirt or just even a cap a hat on and people will take the piss you know you can't afford to go to the football in chinos. You just can't. It's a rookie error. And deservedly picked upon. 
I'm not saying bullying's right, but at the same time, there should be an element of bullying in life to make sure people are on the fucking right track, you know? Otherwise, people can just do whatever they want. Don't bully people unless they wear chinos. To see a brain specialist, and I was only in there for two minutes speaking to it, and he said, you've got a praxia of speech where the connection between the brain and the mouth breaks down and you can't say the words, your mouth can't control itself to say the words properly. They come out very slow. And so uh, I thought that defined me. So my apologies to everybody out there who's got a speech condition because it doesn't define who you are. Um, I get upset uh, about talking about it and it, uh, because I was in denial. Uh, I was ashamed that I couldn't speak, you know, so... Hmm. you got nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah, honestly, let me just take your hand for a second, Chris. You, honestly, you've, you've done so much to inspire other people. I know, Ben, you've had experiences, haven't you, where you've spoken to people who are literally not no longer ashamed of what they're experiencing because of the way that you've spoken out about it. Yeah, that's been the good thing about all this. Ben was behind me coming out and doing the documentary and talking about it. And once I'd spoken about it and you get it off your chest and realise that everyone's behind you, family, friends... We're all with you all the way, no matter what happens. It's so sad what's happened to Cammy. Um, yeah, it's just so sad, man, because what a character. And you just hope that that doesn't take away from who he is because everyone loved him. You know, that is such a big part of who he is, talking. And that's so sad to see, but... Yeah, good on him for coming out and just being like, you know, owning it and saying it doesn't define him. Yeah, really like that from Cammy. I mean, you know, people are entitled to their sexual proclivities. You know, I mean, let there be a thousand blossoms bloom as far as I'm concerned. You know, but I ain't spending any time on it because in the meantime, every three months, a person is torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. This is the Frank Lampard of of Australian politicians. How can you... <laughs> is he bipolar? Has he got two different people in him? Like, how can you switch so quickly? You know, everyone's welcome and entitled to their own opinion. But I won't spend one fucking minute on it. How can you turn into that? It's Frank Lampard. It's the Australian Frank Lampard. I don't know what this cat's done, but my opinion is all cats deserve this because fuck cats.
I'm not going to say it's the best goal ever. But that Balotelli goal where he does a million step overs and then Rabona's it into the bottom corner, no other player, maybe Zlatan, but even him wouldn't be as audacious as that. Just, I love an arrogant footballer. I love it. I think it's class. As long as you're not arrogant off the pitch, it's fucking amazing when someone's just dead arrogant. And I hate Balotelli, but that goal with his shoulder, he's just like, boom. I just think that's so sick. You could just nod it in, but you just showed it. I just think it's so, and I shouldn't be, but I love that sort of stuff. I love personalities in football. Bye. If you can't guess who this particular TikTok submitter has been, they're Welsh. Um, Gareth Bale, I'll say this, and it's, I, look, it's controversial, but Gareth Bale's season at Tottenham before he left for Real Madrid is the best season any Premier League player has ever had. And I'm including... Ballon d'Or Ronaldo, I'm including peak Thierry Henry, I'm including Haaland last year. Uh, goals don't necessarily mean the best season. Otherwise, you know, you could easily put, I don't know, Kevin Phillips above that Gareth Bale season because he scored more goals. But what I mean is nobody's hit that form consistently one Game after game after game at that level. I just, I don't, I've never seen anything like it. That Gareth Bale season at Tottenham just before he left from Madrid is the best anyone's ever played. And do you know what? One of the competing with that is that Aaron Ramsey season at Arsenal. So there you go, Welsh people. I hope you're happy. So the next challenge is flip, catch, single flip. Flip and catch it in mid-air without adjusting your grip. Perform a single flip. Nice. Okay. Go on then. Two. So, flip. Flip, catch, flip again. Sorry, this is the wildest game I've ever seen. I hope this is not a family game, but look at this. They are flipping dildos. And you can put as many smiley faces on them as you like. This is a dildo. Two-handed flip. Hold in both hands. Land a single flip. The girls pretending like, what's this? I've never held such an object. Oh. Put as many smiley faces on it as you like. It's a dildo. They should call it dildo. What's it called? Chicken or hot dog? <laughs> not a chicken, not a hot dog, dildo. Let's speak to retail analyst Teresa Wickham about this. Um, you're shaking your head, Teresa. You can't believe it either. 
Um, no, um, I'm shaking my head because I've got dystonia, so don't worry. I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry. You can see that coming a mile away. As a presenter, especially on BBC, where you've all got to be all proper, don't engage in any banter. Just let the person talk and because it's so easy to make. Do you remember that video of the guy saying, oh, I see you've been joined by a lovely woman. It's a man, actually, Derek. Like, don't take the risk. Remove risk from it. Like, fucking hell. That guy will not sleep for the rest of his life. He'll think about this moment for the rest of his life. Sometimes in life, you got to say, what the hell, and just go for it. I mean, that's how we won the Revolutionary War. Colonel, the British are too entrenched across the river. I've told the men we'll hold our position. Negative. Tell the men we're going across. But Colonel Goatbanger, we've... No, we need to do this for because of for strategy. Is there a more unhinged show than Family Guy? That's the... That's my favourite... My favourite my favorite joke on Family Guy ever, and I don't even know why. But... There it is. That's incredible. Because what other show calls someone Colonel Goatbanger? Why does he like banging goats? That's it. Whoa! That last one, that last one's the best. Uh, by the way, did anyone else see John Joe Shelby's replica of what he's just done there? Like, John Joe Shelby lines it up. I think he's in Turkey, by the way. Who knew? Uh, lines went up. Beckham-esque, Harry Kane-esque, Kamara-esque this season. Why is everyone scoring from the halfway line? Do you know what, actually? I think we're going to see more of that. I think we're going to see more halfway line goals because how high the keepers play these days just makes sense. You know, you see a goalkeeper off the line. It's not a particularly difficult technique for footballers, but just because of the speed of play to get that shot off, I think I think players will try it. Apparently, you know, do you remember when Charlie Adam did it? I think Carragher said it's about time. He tried it two or three times a game. We're going to see that, I think. Oh, Jericho! I'm going to pause this video. She's calling something called Jericho. I want to guess what this animal is. First of all, if it's anything bigger than a donkey, don't call it Jericho. Don't give it a name. 
it's a monster. Second of all, I'm saying it's a tiger. Jericho? There's a lot of hay. A hippo. Jericho? Jericho! Hi. Hi, Jericho. Fucking massive fucking... Don't give it a name. It's a beast. Right, I've been having this debate with one of my boys and I want to know what you guys think to help us decide who, who's got the better shout here. So the situation is you've got to play for a Premier League team this weekend. Not one of the big boys, let's say Crystal Palace, mid-table team. Now you've got to start for them on Saturday. What position are you choosing to stand out the least, to make it the least obvious that you're not up to that level. So you're trying to just get away with it. Now, I think this depends how good you are yourself. He says you go up front because then you might not get much of the ball anyway. And then if you do get a chance, you might score, you might get away with it. He said up front, I said, I think you'll be so out of your depth. So for me, in goals, not a bad shout because if you concede, goalkeepers always concede, you know. You might make one or goalkeeper if you're playing 90 minutes is other than probably center back or central midfield is the worst position you can go people people think goalkeeping's easy like you just stand there and save basic shots the fundamentals of goalkeeping it's why goalkeepers get so much abuse and hate because people think it's easy people think it's way easier than it is just saving a basic shot the way these players hit the ball the speed, the power, just holding on to a ball's hard enough. And I know occasionally you see players go in goal. It's so clear when you see an outfield player go in goal as soon as they have to face a shot. Like the difference, the levels are just stratospheres apart. Like if you're asking that question, the obvious answer to stand out the least is striker. It's not the easiest position on the pitch, but it's the least suspicious if you're not a full-time professional footballer left wing right wing arguably you know the the fullback could get the better of you even if you are a pro but just your first touch is going to let you down so much when the player's pinging a ball into you you're never going to get away at center back or central midfield that's probably the two worst fullback no way you come up against a wing he's going to have you on toast immediately and you, I mean, look, the amount of times you see a fullback get pulled and get hooked because the wingers, the wingers getting the better of him. Uh, the obvious answer is is striker. You play up front, you get one or two touches, you have a bad game, you get hooked at sixty minutes. Like that's the only answer to that. Goalkeeper is so far away from where you would. I mean, the first shot at you is going to go in. Let's be honest. If it's on target and it's a decent strike. Don't care how good you think you you could be at goal. It's such an underrated position and an oversimplified position. It's so difficult. You don't even have time to react. It's the, it's the most one of the most difficult positions, if not the most difficult position, other than central midfield. Yeah, goalkeeper's a nightmare. Uh, this is a lion. He's not going to come after you because you're filming him. Why did he turn that away? Why does this lion look like he's waiting for an Uber to pick him up? 
some car pulls up, he gets in, he goes, you Leo? He's like, yeah, 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 jump in, mate. Just sat there like that. Why is there a lion in the road? She's an icon, she's a legend, and she is the moment. Now come on now. Name a worse bloke. It's worse second time around. Straight red, that. Horrific. Good place to end that. TikTok submissions. Uh, thanks, guys, for your submissions. I hope you do send me some more next week as well. And great football content. We got like, I don't know, 75% of that. Wasn't Lions. I'll take that. Right, guys. Okay, let's go around Europe. Uh, this is the part of the show where I give you the lowdown around Europe. It's so difficult to stay on top of football. Premier League, Championship, everything. Just following your team's hard enough half the time. But I'm here to do it for you. I'm the nerd that follows all the different leagues around Europe and I'll tell you the lowdown. Right, in France, Mbappe, hat-trick, takes PSG top now. Uh, they won away at Rams. Nice did keep another clean sheet. They're seventh in a row, uh, but they couldn't score the crucial goal to beat Montpellier. So yeah, PSG top. Monaco in that little race, they also drew 0-0. All-round fantastic week for PSG there um, and fantastic week for Mbappe. Um, <laughs> finally, right, we've been talking about this for weeks and actually we've been talking about this since pretty much the start of the season. Finally, finally, Lyon have won a game. They beat 10-man Wren and it was an Irishman of all people. Uh, what was his name? James? John? Steve? Jake, Jake O'Brien, of all people. Leon still bottom, PSG top. Uh, yeah, and Mbappe, 13 and 11, by the way, in that, that league. I think Haaland, Kane, and then Garassi this season has upped everyone's levels. I think the strikers, the top strikers, are looking at those numbers and thinking, can I get a little bit more out of it? And Mbappe, 13 and 11. Kane, 17 and was it 11? Uh, Garassi, 15 in nine. Like, it's just outrageous. And uh, yeah, Mbappe, I think he's seen that and gone, do you know what? I fancy a bit of this. I think I can compete at that level. Incredible numbers. Uh, in Spain, Girona, top. Despite Real Madrid's thumping win, 5-1 against Valencia, Girona still top. Um Wins for Barcelona. Atleti keeping, uh, keeping tabs as well. They won. They're in the mix. Griezmann with another goal. He is kind of chasing Bellingham down. Uh, that is his eighth goal of the season in that race for the golden boot. Um, Mason Greenwood with an assist for Getafe. They drew their sixth out of their last seven La Liga games. Six games they've drew, drew in the last seven. Uh, unbelievable stat. Bottom in the league, Almeria lost again. Crazy league. We're really hoping Girona win at Goalpost TV. We're hoping that they provide the biggest upset. I mean, that's Leicester levels of upset, surely. If they go and win it, they're flying. Uh, in Italy, Inter remain top after uh, their <laughs> the belter that is 
I mean, debated at the moment, but DeMarco's goal, stunning goal. Uh, did he mean it? We don't know, but into top, Chalanoglu with the other goal. That was his fourth penalty in six games. Uh, Milan could only manage a draw after leading 2-0 for over an hour. Uh, they drew with Lecce, not even a good team. Lecce are awful. Juve won. They seem to be the only side pushing into at the top. 0-0 in the derby between Lazio and Roma. Not actually a whole lot of goals in Serie A this week. Latoro Martinez is still leading the way as Serie A's top scorer and Inter leading the way in that division as well. I think it's probably only going to be Juve who give them give them a shout. Milan, just too inconsistent. You can't afford to give up a two-goal lead away at Lecce. I'm telling you, Lecce are fucking awful. I've saw them probably about three times this season, every time really poor. I saw them in the Coppa Italia against Parma, division below, got battered. And somehow they've got, yeah, they drew two all with Milan. Yeah, I think that's Milan out. In Germany, Harry Harold Harith Kane has now scored 17 goals in 11 games. Uh, words escape me. The best striker that England have ever had, in my opinion. Uh, 43 goals for Bayern already. Not enough for top spot for them. Bayer Leverkusen, Xabi Alonso, they've won again. They won 4-0 against now bottom Union, who are really struggling this season compared to last um, Nathan Teller with his first Bundesliga goal for Leverkusen that was after his 17 goals in the championship last season with Burnley um, Stuttgart a huge win over Dortmund and Garassi is back back he was on for what 20 minutes he was on for 16 minutes uh, back from injury and scored grabbed the penalty and yeah the winner 15th goal in 9 games for him stunning stats and yeah the Harry Kane's probably going to be top goal scorer in that league, but you cannot argue with Garassi. He is flying, even when he's been injured. Uh, everywhere else, Ajax beaten by Brighton in the week. They managed to avoid another defeat. They did draw two all, so at least it's a point for them. Um, top of the table, PSV in the Eredivisie. 45 goals for them this season. 12 wins from 12 games. Arguably the most informed side in Europe. Different division, different level of competition. We understand, but you've got to give it to them. 45 goals uh, in 12 games and, yeah, 12 wins. Remarkable. In Portugal, the pick of the games, Benfica at home to Sporting. Uh, Sporting. These are the top two, by the way, in that division. Sporting led with a goal from Gioquerez until the 94th minute. Uh, Benfica turned the tie on its head. Late goals from 19-year-old João Neves and a 97th-minute winner from Danish striker Kasper Tengstead took them top on goal difference. So, yeah, Benfica turned it round last minute to win the game and then they are top now. That is going to be a cracking cracking title race for, for the both of them. What a game that would have been to watch and and to see. I'm gutted I missed that. Uh, both teams level on points, but, yeah, Benfica with the better goal difference there. Um, right, okay, let's do our wrap-up of the show. Two lies on truth. The answer, let's give you the stories first. The former Aston Villa forward, John Carew, once spent 70 grand on a coffee machine and quizzed. He justified it by saying it was only a week's wages. That was story number one. Story number two, Andros Townsend claims his diet consists mainly of chicken feet. He says, the 32-year-old, uh, that every day he eats them and it's his favourite food. 
Story number three was Crawley forward Danilo Orsi Dodomo Smells Like Onions. Uh, according to his teammates at Harrogate when he played there, you'd know Danny had arrived at training because you'd smell onions from down the corridor. Mean. Which story was true? Did you get it? It was story number two. Andrus Townsend eats chicken feet. He says it tastes just like chicken, obviously. And apparently it's got amazing vitamins. In fact, here's the video. For dinner, every night for dinner, I eat chicken feet. Chicken, chicken feet. feet? Chicken feet, steamed chicken feet. <laughs> no, yeah. you don't. I swear to you, I swear to you. Yeah, weird. Don't know if I could bring myself to do that. The quiz question was, how many goals has Harry Kane scored in all competitions for Bayern this season? We said he'd scored 17 goals in the league. He has got... 21 in all competitions in 16 games. Uh, remarkable stat. Harry Kane, what a player. Uh, guys, thank you so much for joining me once again. We'll be back next Wednesday. Um, if you haven't already, please go across to our YouTube channel, like, subscribe, do everything you can to keep us afloat. Uh, follow us on our TikTok page. That'd be great. I'm going to leave you this week with something unfootball related, but my favourite clip that I've seen this week, it's a close encounter of a paddle border and a killer whale. And this is where I say Scottish people are poets. Oh, oh you. Get, get the fuck up, fucking be a board, you cunt. What are you doing in the lock anyway? I'm not dying today. Get the fuck, you junkie. Speaking wisdom into my mind. Tell me stories of all